this you just don't get, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about prophets. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Goddess. Got it. Goddess. Got it? Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour, your podcast to encourage, motivate, inspire, and empower you on your path through womanhood. I'm your host, same women's empowerment specialist, Kelly Hickey. I'm the director of Strong Women Co., a business designed to help women be their strongest, happiest, and healthiest selves. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram for daily inspiration and motivation. Links in the show notes. And uh, yes, I am coming to you from the Netherlands. Oh my goodness, it is so glad, good to be back with you. I took a couple of weeks off to, to pack and move and settle in uh, to our new home and country, but we are back. We are back, baby. And uh, man, uh, this has been such a crazy year. I know it's been a crazy year for me, but it's just like crazy year all around. Uh, So many twists and turns, so much unknown, uh, so many leaps of faith, so much letting go, so much rebuilding. Oh my goodness. We've just, we've just all done a lot this year. uh, And we've really earned this quieter time of the seasons that uh, we're getting with the shorter days. Uh, There's just been a lot that we've processed and integrated. And um, if you're tired and confused, you are not alone. This is our rest time coming up of the time of the year. Um, and I encourage you to do that, to, to rest like the rest of uh, uh, nature's doing. And, and this is our natural kind of rhythm to do so. And we are all feeling uh, our way through this, this kind of cloudy darkness. And uh, just thank goodness that we were made for these times. That's all I can say is thank goodness we were made for these times and we are strong enough and capable enough and, uh, you know, kind of connected enough and conscious enough to make it through because this has been one challenging year uh, for every single person uh, on this earth. I know that. Uh, and before I get into the topic of the show, I'll just do some uh, a, f- a few updates uh, I want to share with you um, about the whole move and everything, um, and uh, just so maybe you can kind of relate on in your in the o- your own intensity of this year and kind of what uh, it might have looked like in your life, the things that you were letting go and all of that. Um, number one, I'll just want to say moving is hard. It is really hard, and moving to another country and continent is extra hard. I am so tired and so exhausted. Um, just kind of put some, putting my, myself back together now. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, there was a while, especially the first, uh, week or so we were here. Um, you know, I was kind of pedal to the metal, all adrenal glands on blast for like getting the, getting the ready to move. And then the traveling, you know, for almost two straight days and then the getting here and all of that. And I was so tired that like every time I just like stayed still. I just like passed out. (laughs) And there was times when I was so tired, like I needed help waking up. Um, and I guess, you know, that's kind of not exactly, uh, unsurprising for all the things that I was doing, we were doing, but was also fascinating was, uh, as we were moving, uh, coming upon the day we were about to leave. So the day we left was the full moon in Aries. Um, and that is my birth moon. I was born on the full moon in Aries. My birthday is October 13th. 
and uh, uh, it wasn't my birthday, but it was the moon that I was, the full moon that I was born on. So immediately I kind of realized uh, when I, that I was like, whoa, this is like a rebirth moon for me, that I was moving on this very birth moon that I had uh, come into this world, er, er, come into this world slash earth on. And um, then I realized it was three years to that moon um, that I was on my pilgrimage in Crete, a goddess pilgrimage, going back to uh, walking through ancient Minoan uh, sites. And the Minoans were goddess Mother Earth worshiping people. And it was on that moon, which was my birth moon, that it was my turn to lead the pilgrims that, uh, that day uh, on the uh, ritual we were going to do. And that day was literally one of my favorite days of my entire life. I, uh, we all went down into uh, these giant caves. It was a Scotino cave, this cave where people had been doing ritual for thousands of years. Uh, it was amazing. There was no light, you know, when you really get down there. Uh, we were all helping each other down. And then um, I, I got to lead my, my group um, uh, in this amazing ritual of letting go. And, and uh, it was a similar ritual that people had done for thousands of years of like letting go and throwing it into this crevice, uh, throwing some kind of symbolism into the, the crevice could be also just breathing into a rock and throwing it. Uh, and the crevice, of course, symbolizes um, uh, a vulva, uh, which of course is what earth honoring, woman honoring people would uh, celebrate because that's where life comes from. So uh, anyway, so I did this and led this amazing ritual um, on this day, on this moon. And I thought about the things I let go uh, on that moon, that in that ritual. And I was letting go of self-sabotage and I letting go of a few other things. It was fascinating. You know, some women like threw like wedding rings down there when they were ready, uh, you know, uh, finished with their marriage. It was a very, very powerful event. And uh, I, I, I remember reaching down and I found this ancient piece of pottery that had been smashed uh, and I had a, it, I got it still. It's one of my prized possessions. And so anyway, I was thinking about that and how that is also, um, you know, this kind of rebirth and letting go and three, three years to the moon on the very day, um, I was letting go of everything I'd ever known uh, for, for kind of life and home and and uh, going on this brand new adventure and, and what a rebirth that was. And coming out of Scotino Cave, uh, that's what it felt like. It felt like, you know, like we, we were literally covered in mud in various ways because you're crawling down and it's very kind of clay kind of um, uh, area. But, you know, it, it, you, do, you didn't mind. It, it felt like uh, when we got back on the bus, we were saying how it was like, uh, I think it's called the Vernix, the, the kind of... Um, uh, film babies have when they first came out. Uh, and, and that's what, what the rebirth is. So here I am having rebirthed myself still kind of, uh, and, and my astrologer on that day was talking about how that this was the moon where we came out of our cocoons, um, and, uh, went from a caterpillar to a butterfly on this moon. I was like, no way. So, um, here I am still kind of getting used to these wings is how I feel. I, f I felt kind of very timid, uh, if that's kind of one of the words I could use, um, in my exhausted state in, in this brand newness, but here I am. Um, and you know, uh, it, it, it's been hard. It's been, uh, very exhausting, but every day it's getting, it's getting easier and it's getting better. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of grieving and processing that goes from such a move, you know, and it, and it's also, like, I really loved my life <laughs> that I left. I really loved the life that I had created. 
and uh, it's a beautiful place. It's beautiful people, and it, it was it is my home. So there was a there is still a lot of grieving and processing um, in in. And I have to honor myself and, and, and honor my path. And, and then there's all these other feelings like, like mom guilt. Oh, my, my amazing daughter, Violet, uh, our amazing daughter, she's, she's been great, but you know, she's like been crying for her friends. I could hear her, uh, talking in her room and she was just naming off all of her friends over and over again there a few days ago. And like the mom guilt and she's, uh, we haven't had it registered yet, but we will in Dutch Montessori school. And it's going to be, it's going to be a real uh, learning curve for her. Um, so I'm having a lot of mom guilt. I'm having a lot of grief. Um, I'm having like asking questions like, why are we here? Why did we do this? Uh, you know, new beginnings are exciting and hard. And, you know, there's all kinds of little things that are driving me nuts. Um, like, I'm like a master at laundry and stains in the washer and dryer here. I still haven't figured out. It's very it's different. I, I, I figured it out, but not into the my 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 perfectionist kind of way. There's no freezer. <laughs> and as a Newfoundlander, we like stock our freezer full of things. Um, there's just a lot of weird things. Like I'm missing my creature comforts. Like there's different copyrights. So I don't got my Golden Girls on Amazon and I don't got my Schitt's Creek on Netflix. And and it was like, it was a lot of like mini grievings, uh, which is like what this whole year has been about. All the things that we've had to grieve, all these kind of things that we were using as, as comforts and touchstones. So it's been kind of uh, difficult, but again, every day is getting a bit better. And, uh, you know, just in general, this whole COVID coronavirus thing, it just sucks. Oh my goodness. How hard does it suck? Uh, you know, and it's, it was been really hard. And one of my biggest shocks is, uh, coming here where the, into the Netherlands, where the Dutch government is handling the pandemic much differently than the Canadian and Newfoundland government, um, who have been Canada and Newfoundland have been amazing and fantastic. And health has been an absolute priority and safety, uh, versus here where it just seemed like most people were in denial and the numbers were going up and up and up. And, uh, there was just insane things to us. Like we'd been wearing face masks, uh, in our province for months and months, even though there hadn't been a community spread since April. Uh, and, uh, and then we came here and like, there was barbershops full of like 20 and 30 people <laughs> with no masks on. And it was just like, what? And, uh, I, I had a few panic attacks in grocery stores, um, because there were so many people around and no one was wearing masks. Of course I had mine on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty shocking. Uh, and even my husband, on uh, our, our first full day here, he went to the grocery store and just had a full cart. He had just, just leave because there was just so many people and no one was socially distancing and no one had masks on. So it's been very hard in that kind of cultural thing. And just COVID-19 sucks. Um, just, just in general where like part of the reason we wanted to move here, uh, was because it's such a hub of cool or other places, you know, I, I want to get back to Crete. I want to go to Turkey. I want to go to Croatia. I want to go to, to Spain and Italy more, all those things. So it's just been many layers of, of realization and letting go and kind of getting recalibrated to the reality that is just at our current feet. So yeah, I just kind of want to get that out there. Uh, but I will say that finally, uh, the government here has uh, come out with tighter restrictions uh, a couple of days ago. It actually came out on my birthday. It was almost like a birthday present. I was like, oh my goodness, yes, science and reason are coming <laughs> into the forefront. Yay! 
Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, being able to feel a little bit more safer and more and more people are wearing masks every day. Um, so, you know, four or five months uh, late, but that's better than never. And it's just been a lot of uh, stress and rest. It's like, that's the kind of thing. Every day has felt like a roller coaster of, uh, of emotions. Um, you know, part of me is like, I can do this. The part of me is like, why am I doing this? There's, it's, it's, it's been a lot. But, you know, it's just that's what happens when you're creating yourself anew, you know, challenging. Uh, it's challenging and it's beautiful and it's this uncharted path. And mostly I'm really proud of myself, uh, really. Um, it's actually nice to hear myself say that. <laughs> uh, I'm proud of myself for how uh, well I have uh, done or I've been just getting through it, which, uh, you know, the first few days, I'm not going to lie, they were they were pretty dark uh, and uh, in various ways. And also it's way colder <laughs> damper here than I expected, even though I've been here before. Uh, but anyway, I think it's just the climatization because the temperature I left Newfoundland, it was like the real feel was like 28 degrees. And then I came here and it was like 10. And uh, so, you know, lots of adjustment adjustments, but we're making it through. And I uh, just wanted to give you a, a life update of that. Uh, still figuring out uh, a lot of things and getting used to my new neighborhood and just the different kind of cultural things and uh, learning little bits of Dutch every day. And here I am, you know, talking to you again, which I love. And I'm so grateful for you um, that you are here. Uh, and it's just so wonderful to connect and to kind of start to put my life back to normal, whatever that is, or this new normal or this better normal, uh, that so that uh, I can do the work that I need to do, that I want to do, that I'm here to do to help women uh, to be their strongest, happiest, and healthiest selves so that uh, we can lead the lives and the communities uh, and the workplaces that we need to lead uh, to make this world a better, more fair and just place. So uh, there's been lots of times during these last few weeks where all I could think of to myself was, Kelly, all, all the signs led you here, have faith, have faith, move through it, breathe through it. Um, and that's kind of just what I've done. And so that's my advice to you. If you're ever in that, that dark, why am I here? What am I doing? You know, just look at where the signs are. Look at what your gut's telling you, your, your instincts, your intuition, uh, cause that is never wrong. Uh, and I'm still waiting for everything to come to fruition, the fully flower here. Um, but of course I am also in control of that. So I'm excited, a little bit scared still, but you know, much better every day. And uh, you know, it's so fun biking, so fun walking everywhere. This place is ridiculously beautiful. The history, the architecture, the cheese, mm -mm, the wine, <laughs> the pastries. So, so uh, it's it's coming together, and I'm excited for uh, what the future holds, um, and everything that comes along with that. So that is my life update. Uh, thanks so much for listening. It's so wonderful to share with you. So what, before we get into the topic of the show, why don't we gather our whole selves up and, so we can have a breath. Me babbling and babbling. I think I need a breath right now. Whatever you're doing. If you can, please close your eyes and just notice your breath. Breathing in and out through your nose. Notice where any tension is in your body and just give it a little relax, a little message that it's okay, you can relax. Relax your jaw. 
Relax the space between your eyes. Relax your under eyes. Relax your lips. Relax your shoulders. Relax your wrists and your ankles. Breathe nice and lightly in through your nose and take a hold. There you go. Let it out through your mouth. Another one right away. Breathing in nice and lightly with a hold. Let it out with a sigh. Okay, breathe normally for a couple of breaths. Notice your body slowed down just a little. One more deep breath, filling up those big, beautiful lungs of yours with all that oxygen. Hold. Let it out with a sigh. <sighs> all right, let's do Well, today's topic of the show is make it happen. What does that mean? Well, it means that you can make it happen. You can make anything happen. Uh, I just wanted to remind you, and I think remind myself at the same time, uh, that you are the creator of your life. You are the creator of your reality. One of my biggest spiritual lessons uh, that I ever got I got when I was pregnant and I was in awe of my own ability to create and create life. And there was no life and then there was life. And in that experience, uh, and I know a lot of people um, who are writers and uh, designers and you know architects and renovators, a lot of different kinds of ways to create. I know a lot of folks can feel that kind of like, you know, that, that it, there's nothing and then there's something and it's so wonderful. And in that experience for myself, oh, hi, Violet. Mommy's recording the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just say hi to everyone. Hi. <laughs> uh, what does what you want, my baby? Can I do a podcast? Oh my God. I would love for you to do the podcast. Okay. Uh, but uh, just, can we do it after? Well, I know. Did you want to say something right now? You want to sing a song? You got to speak in it right here. Go ahead. There? Yeah, right just here? don't touch it. Don't touch it. Just speak into it. Yeah, there we go. I always wanted to be born because I wanted to be in my mama's belly. I was born in my mama's belly. I was just a little baby that time when I growed and growed and growed. I did my best, I did my best, I tried my best along. So now it's the end of this song. Well, well, that is absolutely wonderful. Well done, sweetheart. Well, guys, I just wanted to include that there because uh, I think there was a magic 
in that. And also, it just feels very feminist to demonstrate um, how to mother in real time and give your a voice to your children. Uh, and I just think she's absolutely wonderful and magic. And also touched in a way, and she's definitely one of my teachers. Uh, so I definitely wanted to include that. And, uh, you know, Violet is something that def someone who definitely embodies the make it happen uh, spirit. And, and I, I hope, but I think it's part of her essence. And it's also just part of how she's raised that, you know, if she knows if she puts her mind to something that she literally can do anything, including, you know, sing and she just teaches herself everything. And, uh, you know, I'm just a very proud mommy. Uh, but um, this is also feminist to demonstrate um, how to coexist and keep going and, um, you know, be uh, a lateral to your kids. She's not just interrupting. Um, she has something to say, too. And I remember being like that. And I, I venture to guess you listening also remember being a little girl with something something to say. Maybe you thought it was important. And uh Maybe the adult around um, acted positively and that was encouraging or otherwise. And, and if it was negative, maybe that affected you too. So I, I feel like everything I do with Violet and helping her have voice is also healing me and my lineage and all of that. Uh, I digress. Uh, thanks for uh, just uh, bearing witness to that, to that beautiful moment that was Violet in our relationship. But back to how powerful you are. Uh, how powerful, you know, women are, individuals are, but particularly women, because uh, I see women doing magic things all the time. If you're a divi divine girl child, if you're a maiden, if you're a mother, if you're a crone, it, you know, all, all of these different kinds of magic, I see women uh, just being able to manifest and create. And as I was going back to my biggest spiritual lesson of uh, when Violet was growing in my belly, and I honestly felt like I was such a creator. I felt lateral to, you know, whatever words you want to say. You could say God, goddess, universe. But I felt lateral to the creator, all creator. And I realized that, you know, um, uh, if you are lateral to such a creator, uh, you were just as powerful. Sure, we have may have like laws of physics and things like that to keep us, uh, you know, down on the earth and various things. But you're just as powerful. And I, I began to realize that I did not simply exist in this world. And this world doesn't happen to me. I am a co-creator with the universe. I have free will. I have agency. You have free will. You have agency. And one of the biggest shocks to many people's systems on their path through awakening or enlightenment is the realization of how powerful they are, the realization that they are a creator, a manifester, and then at the same time to take responsibility for that creation, for that manifestation, to take responsibility for their own lives, to take responsibility for the happiness in their own lives. And it can be a bitter pill to swallow, but once you own your power, once your power has been acknowledged, it is so freeing. It is so empowering. Right now, in your life, you know people who refuse to take responsibility for anything. They refuse to take responsibility for anything that happens to them. They have a constant complaint thing. Oh, this happened to me, and this happened to me, and then this. 
And don't get me wrong, we're, we all have our days and we all get into the victim mentality. I dip my toe into it for time to time now because I had a few decades steeped into it. Uh, but it is a victim mentality that the world happens to you, that things happen to you instead of the perspective that they happen for you or that maybe you created or co-created some of the things. And I'm not into, into blaming or woman blaming. That is not the energy of this. Instead, it's a very different energy of taking responsibility for what you can do, taking responsibility for the steps you can take at whatever your reality is. And I, I'm speaking from uh, personal experience of my own reality having been changed so much. I'm reminded of the very exact things I am in control of. I am in control of what uh, I, how I put out my day. I am in control of what I focus on. I am in control of, uh, you know, allowing myself certain time to rest or restore or, or uh, connect. You are in control of so very much. And pretending otherwise is giving power, you're giving your power away to, to, to someone else or something else instead of realizing how very powerful you are. And sister, you are no victim. I can tell you that. You are powerful and you are strong and you are a manifester. And everything that's happened in your life has happened for you, not to you. You can make anything happen. I live in a world where nothing is impossible because it isn't. Honestly, nothing's impossible. You could say, well, Kelly, you know, maybe I want to fly to the moon. I can't fly to the moon. That's impossible. It's like, well, switch your perspective. You know, there, there are tons of different ways that you could uh, see the moon, fly to the moon. You know, you can do astral projection. You could do virtual reality. There's nothing that is impossible if you can just open your mind and look at what you're actually in control of and move from there. That's how dreams happen. That's how they exist. That's how they're manifested is let's deal with what we have in front of us. And then the other beautiful thing is when you move forward in the direction of your dreams or in the direction of your goals, it is honestly amazing how tiny little actions allow the universe to open up other things for you. You have the power to create your own reality that's filled with joy and follows your dreams. And listen, I, I am a realist. I'm an optimist and a realist at the same time. Um, and I know I'm not saying it's it's easy. I'm not saying it's a one-off. You can't just like do a single vision board and then sit on your hands. And No, that's not it. The universe helps those who help themselves. Right now, I'm recording on the third floor of my new home in the Netherlands. I'm looking out uh, at a bunch of other little houses and beautiful sky and grass and I can't even believe I'm here, but I am here. I manifested and created one of my life's dreams right before my very eyes and I'm still in shock of it. I wanted to live with my family in Europe. I wanted to live abroad. I wanted to be able to recreate myself. I wanted to prove to myself, I wanted to be more worldly than, in, you know, I have lived and worked in other places. 
where I live in Russia for a summer. I've lived and worked down in the States, uh, you know, for several months. But I, I wanted to be able to grow my understanding of the world. Uh, I wanted uh, to see more, be more. And, and, and here I am. I have manifested and created one of my life streams. And do not assume <laughs> that when you are presented with your dream, that you will leap for joy. <laughs> Being human is very complicated. Also, your dreams, your goals, sorry to tell you, they require work and they likely have some cost. Example, if your dream is to write a book, you have to uh, work at it. You have to show up, show up for yourself, show up for your dream. And you might have to sacrifice things like sleep or social time, or you might have to get up and say, you know, your kids get up at seven, uh, you know, or, or, you know, work starts at eight or whatever it is. So you decide to set that alarm for 5 a.m. and to do an hour, hour and a half of writing every morning right away. That, that is sacrifice. That is work. But that is how you get it done. That is the action. That is the steps that you are taking to take control of your life and manifest what you want. Like I said, being human is complicated. Doesn't mean, you know, just because you dream something up, it doesn't mean that, that it comes easy. It doesn't mean you don't have to give up something else. But this is what growing and evolving is. This is the whole idea of the butterfly and the metamorphosis and enlightenment and awakening is is growing. And, and yes, sometimes we have to sacrifice and sometimes we have to work. And that is one of the things maturity has taught me is, you know, uh, I'm very, I'm very much trying to let things come easy, but that does not mean that there isn't some cost involved. Another example, say your dream is getting out of debt. So the work that that requires is looking at the financial documents and that's uncomfortable. Even getting them together is work and then looking at them is hard. Uh, and then you have to do math and then you have to create a plan to pay off your debt. But those are totally things you can do. And let me tell you that whatever is blocking you, whatever is the fear that shuts down that makes you say, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I have a lot of fears like that around myself. And whatever is in the way is the way. The way to the new you, the way to the awakening, the way to your next step of enlightenment. So, you know, if you're like really kind of dreading the whole debt thing, I'm telling you, if you just do the work, get your crap together, all your documents, whatever, and look through it, it's going to be so much easier than you think it is. Often it's the things that we are afraid of, the things that we push away, the avoidance, you know, um, I often think that my avoidance is part of my uh, self, um, what is it called when you like um, hurt yourself when you do the, uh, oh my goodness, I'm missing the work. But when you, my, part of part of what I, I do in my own self-sabotage is I will avoid things that are fairly simple just so I have something to chastise myself about. So I'm saying you don't have to chastise yourself. Look at the goals you have. Look at your dreams. And then it's tiny actions, tiny steps. At every teeny tiny step you take towards a goal or an action, it makes you feel so much better about yourself. It reminds you of the power. It reminds you that you can do hard things, even if they're uncomfortable, even if they're hard. You are absolutely capable. And you are 
absolutely powerful enough to do the things that you want to do to achieve those goals and dreams. It takes, you know, biting the bullet and doing it and then showing up, showing up for yourself, showing up for those dreams. Key is, I'm going to tell you this, this is, this is a little bit hard. This part is a little bit hard. The key is consistency. You keep showing up for a dream. That dream is going to show up for you. I am a living proof of this right now. So, you know, if your dream is writing a book, if your dream is getting out of debt, those things are totally possible. Uh, your dream is starting your family. Your dream is buying your own house. Like these are things that are totally, absolutely possible. It's just a series of many tiny actions. Uh, and, and, and you are totally in charge of those tiny actions. Isn't that, isn't that exciting? Isn't that empowering that you know that you are in charge of these dreams? Uh, so what was the work for my dream? This is, oh, Sorry, guys. I'm realizing this chair is very creaky. I'll figure out a better way every time I move it creaks. But what was the work for my dream to get here? Uh, and of course, this dream doesn't look anything. Not I won't say that. The dream doesn't look what I thought it would. Uh, thank you, COVID. Uh, but um, it's still here. I'm still getting the experience in so many ways that I wanted to be a more well-rounded human, to understand, to, to be an immigrant, to be able to learn, have to learn a foreign language. I wanted these challenges for myself to be able to understand the human experience of this world. And here I am. Um, uh, and uh, you know, what was the dream? What was the work for me? Uh, I had to uh, get the house ready to sell or rent, which by the way, it has not either. Uh, if you are in St. John's, Newfoundland, um, we are willing uh, to have some great renters. So you can just message me, uh, Kelly at strongwomenco.com, uh, um, if for possible um, renting um, or buying. Uh, and she's still for sale and she's absolutely gorgeous. And I'm literally heartbroken um, that uh, of the economy situation. But you know, we're moving forward. We're figuring it out. Other work that I've had to do is, uh, was downsizing and saying goodbye to so many things. Um, that was really hard and many months, many more months than I thought it would be. Other work was packing up and just saying goodbye to all the people, all the places. Some more of my work was having faith, having mega faith that my my third eye and my intuition and my gut and my dream was the light that I needed to move towards, even when other things didn't necessarily make sense. And the work is still continuing as I piece a life together here, still kind of shell-shocked, still grieving, wondering uh, and even asking aloud, what have I done? What have we done? But what have I done is what I usually say at the beginning of an amazing journey. Um, it's what I said when I first got to Russia and, uh, I showed up at, um, this, this building, uh, where I was staying with a house family, like a home family. And I heard, uh, I walked up several flights of stairs with broken glass and a smell of urine and in, in kilometers and kilometers and kilometers unmarked buildings. And, you know, they opened seven deadlocks and then opened another door. <laughs> there was like three more deadlocks. I was like, what have I done? one of the best experiences of my life. It was similar, uh, when I went to Nevada and, uh, to work down in the States for a geoscience company, because I wanted that experience. I wanted to stop preachers to the choir. I wanted something different. I wanted to expand, uh, my knowledge in an experiential way. 
And I remember my first, uh, one of my first days I was marking a line uh, with a GPS uh, for, and I, I'm very, my sense of direction is terrible. And I was literally in a desert uh, with uh, various kinds of cacti, animal animals, and even like groundwater and swamps. I was like, what have I done? And even on my pilgrimage, um, when I left Violet, we had this beautiful breastfeeding relationship where we were so connected. And uh, I chose to go, you know, be 16 days away from her. Um, and uh, on one of the first days, she barely even wanted to talk to me on the, um, the phone or on a video call. And I thought to myself, what have I done? Have I ruined our relationship, that connection? What have I done? So this whole what have I done thing is uh, kind of an indicator to me that, you know, something big is happening. And I'm just, I'm just looking for those, those signs and moving forward. And the reality is you can make anything happen. And it may not happen in the exact timeline you want, but eventually things happen in perfect time. And your role as creator, you have actions to carry out, you have work to do, work that only you can do, because it is your dreams after all. You are the captain of your ship, and you are the master of your fate. So what is it that you want? What is it that you want? What popped up for you when I let that question hang there? What is it that you want to make happen? For me, right now, I want joy. I want more joy in every day. I want to feel full and grounded here. So that's what I'm going to focus on in the next couple of days. It's what I've been focusing on and purposefully creating joy in my life. One example, uh, I had a birthday, which, um, you know, it can be kind of hard, especially when you're so isolated and don't know anybody. Uh, but I wanted to do something special on my birthday. So uh, we went to Efteling, which is this amazing fairy tale themed theme park based on Hans Christian Andersen stories instead of Disney. It's actually what inspired Disney World. This, this is a theme park that's been going on since 1898. It was a totally fun day with my family. So I, I made sure to create that joy. So that's what you can do. You can create whatever you want. You can insert into your day little pieces of action towards your dreams, little pieces of joy. Do you want happiness? Do you want gratitude? You can insert that into your day. Because if you can, what, what, what you're, what's happening in this moment, what's happening in your day, that is your life. And yes, grieving and processing are hard. You know, leaving a rep behind old life so you can leave your dreams, live your dreams, live your goals, that can be hard too. So I'm nursing myself back to wholeness. One little joy at a time. And everything is baby steps. Every goal is just a series of teeny tiny steps. What baby steps could you take? to make it happen, whatever it is for you. Little steps add up. They are accumulative. They add up. They matter. Everything you're doing matters. Every effort you put forward, everything you focus on, 
every bit of work you do to make yourself or your family or your loved ones happy, it matters. It all matters. And do not think for one second that it doesn't. It adds up. It has a cause and an effect. So your cause is your action and then there's an effect afterwards. So you can make anything happen. You can make it happen. And look at you right now. You are perfectly on your path. You are making things happen that you don't even realize. So I suggest to you, let's be a little bit more conscious about those steps. Let's be a little bit more conscious of the things that we do and the power that we have so that we can make things happen a little bit more maybe aware, a little bit more focused, a little bit more honoring the power we have and that all of our actions add up and those actions matter, those tiny baby steps. What are the baby steps that you could do today to make it happen for you? Because you are absolutely capable. You are absolutely powerful. And you, you can make anything happen. Yay! And now it's time for the featured song of the podcast. This is one of my favorites. It's an oldie but a goodie. Uh, it's funny that things are that are in the early 90s are now oldies, but that's the reality. This is a Mariah Carey song. And, and love or hate Mariah Carey, I think you have to appreciate her for this song. It's actually called Make It Happen. As you know, sometimes I find songs and then go backwards, but this is one I've had in my back pocket I've wanted to do for a long time. And I think it, it's a really good song to kind of remind people of how powerful they are. And it is an autobiographical song. Uh, the, Mariah did write it in her early, early days when she just got signed to a label. I think it came out, it says, in 92. Uh, and she wrote it. It was her and uh, one of the producers for CNC Music Factory. If you hear it, you can kind of hear and see the, hear the CNC Music Factory kind of thing. And you can hear the, you know, the very tin tin a lot a lot of uh um different kinds of percussion and synthesization that it was the 90s but it's just a classic beautiful song uh with really beautiful lyrics you know it's like you can make it happen make it happen and mariah uh like many uh powerful smart dedicated women uh she started she was very very poor she grew up with a single mom um, in Long Island, New York, moving around from place to place, uh, and eventually moved out at 17, and you know, still put herself through school and pursued her music career and all of that. Uh, but you know, she made it happen, and you can make it happen. And these are the kinds of songs that are super helpful to remind us of, um, you know, this kind of, sure, it's a rags to riches story, but, you know, that's kind of just very specific and capitalistic in some kinds of ways of holding on to this so-called American dream, you know. But there are other things, like, it's not just about money. It's not just rags and riches. Like, you could make anything happen. You, you focus, you move forward, you have faith, faith in yourself. Even if you're like, I'm not so spiritual, Kelly. It's like, you know, I get you. I, I can meet you where you're at. You have faith in yourself then. Because you have shown up 
and been fantastic and gotten through every other hard thing. And like I said, making your dreams happen, making your goals happen, there is some work required. Are you afraid of work? Nah, you're not afraid of work. Work is life. Work is joy. Work is pleasure. If we didn't have any work in this life, how freaking boring would that be? You're going to be doing something with your time. Your brain needs something anyway. You might as well be moving it in a direction towards your heart, towards your soul's path, towards your intuition. That's, that's guiding you. You have work to do in this life. So, so why not just do it? Do it for yourself. And you can say, oh, well, I got jobs, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And then you also have other time, right? It's a matter of priorities. It's a matter of you putting yourself up first. It's a matter of you showing up for yourself and your dreams, which you are totally capable of doing. So I will let Mariah throw this uh, out to you, give you some inspiration. Apparently, I just when I was looking it up, apparently she has re-released this in July and I didn't even realize. But this is a song that, how, how old was I this out? Like 11 or 12, something like that. This was a song that when I heard it when I was, you know, 12 or whatever it was on a cassette tape, it was inspiring to me. And every time I hear it now, it's still inspiring. So enjoy the 90-ness of it. Enjoy the words. Enjoy the inspiration. And just take that message from it that you can do it. You can make it happen.
Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happ